femininity is powerful in all its forms. Exceptional women, rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives, actions, thoughts, and their unique ways of being. Such rare girls are inspiring, and this is what this podcast is all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and my guest today is Kate Sherbina. Kate is a champion of Ukraine in full contact karate in 2016, a Flex alumna of 2019, and the Flex City representative 2020 of Kropivnitsky. Kate is the founder of the educational project for youth called Me and Media. She is a Girls Two Leaders participant, an active volunteer, an actress of fall season 2018, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and the founder of an English-speaking club in 2020 in Alexandria, Ukraine. Kate, how are you today? Hello, my name is Kate. I'm doing absolutely great. How about you, Aziz? I'm feeling lucky, grateful, optimistic, and so curious about you today because I want to really explore your personality. So since this podcast is about women, about girls, what does it mean for you to be a woman? And what is femininity? Is it an energy? Is it a behavior? How can you describe that? Oh, thank you for your question, Aziz. Um, First of all, I would say that femininity to me is a mixture of all of uh, behavior, of energy. Uh, I feel uh, feminine when I, for example, take care of myself, when I dress like a lady, when I trust uh, to people, talk with them, when I laugh, play, and when I'm spontaneous. And um, about your first question about uh, womanhood, for some women, uh, womanhood is about strength, and for others, it's about tenderness. For me, as a person, I like the mixture of everything. I like the mixture of this, uh, both definitions. Um, and I, um, for example, womanhood for me might be pushing myself in school um, or like in my career, helping others to lift up, lift them up. And also for me, it can be like uh, wearing cute dresses, heels and stuff. And that's what it is for me. Thank you. I love your answer. It's very, very interesting. And therefore, to contrast femininity with masculinity, how would you describe masculinity? How do you feel about it? How does it make you feel? What's attractive about it for you? Uh, Well, about masculinity in men or in women? In men. Oh, in men. Uh, Well, uh, masculinity, it's a word for like a body, but for me, it's all about like actions. I feel the strengths in men and in women in both when they're uh, talking to me with their actions, when actions coming along with the words, with uh, something what they do. Thank you. 
So does it mean for you, you're not so interested or emotionally impacted by things like poetry, like art, which are emotional and not all about action? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm absolutely in love with art, with poetry. Um, I am myself writing poems in four languages, in Ukrainian, Russian, English, and German. Uh, yeah, I'm a translator, uh, and uh, I'm in love with art. I'm a poet myself and also an artist myself. So, uh, I, as I said, I like mixture of, of everything, but to create an art, you need to take an action first, correct? I love this. And as a poet, I'm very curious about your process for inspiration and for creativity. So how do the verses come to you? Do you follow some specific rules? You try around different words in order to find something that fits? Or is it some kind of trends or divine inspiration or something where words combine into your mind and flow onto the page or the screen? How is it? What inspires you? And how are those verses that didn't exist before come to reality through you? Oh, well, an interesting question again. Thanks. Um, so uh, I find my inspiration like in music, in uh, the nature, in my surrounding, in people, in the literature. And when I write a poem, yeah, I like to try different words. Uh, and then when I like repeat myself to myself this poem, I hear which one fits the best. But sometimes uh, it's just like I wake up, I have this kind of inspiration after the meditation, after the yoga, and I have this verses like... I don't know where the where they came from, maybe from a dream, maybe from my consciousness, but they just pull up, pop up in my head and I'm just like creating something beautiful. It's, I don't know, it may be a talent given me from God and nature from the birth. What do you think? I think I want to understand how this is similar to full contact karate. Is it when you're in, in the mood? No, really. Is it that when you're having the fight of your life with the perfect technique and everything, it's something that God or nature is doing through you and you're almost watching greatness? Or is it not like that at all? Ah. Oh. Uh, well, talking about my sport career in sports and poetry, yeah, it's a an interesting mixture. And I would say that um, my kind of sport and my achievement requires hard work, repeated hard work, discipline, and a set of rules performed one by one, step by step. And it's something different from the poetry. In poetry, you're free. You're uh, free to explore the world, your mind, literature, and in sport, you have to be controlled by somebody when somebody tells you to do something. And uh, yeah, you can do some freestyle, but still you have rules there. And in poetry and art, you are free. You're, uh, you can expose yourself in every way you want to do that. 
Thank you. It seems to me that freedom is very important to you. And if I understood you correctly, freedom is to be yourself, to say what you believe and think, and to do what matches your energy, your truth, your reality. Is this yes, correct? Cor yeah, it is. Then how is it that discipline, which sometimes means you have to do things that you hate <laughs> to get the result that you want in the end, how do you deal with that? Because some people feel that discipline is a kind of prison. Oh, uh, some people do actually feel that, but not me because I am a achieve an achiever. Um, I like to set goals in front of me and achieve them. And then when I, I achieved certain goal, I set another one and I'm heading through this path to achieve the another one. And I think that discipline is important and it's interesting like uh, when you are going through some hedges, when you're dealing with some interesting situations which are on appear to be on your way to your goal, uh, you are like, um, how to say it? You're opening your yourself to the world and you're showing uh, all of your sides that you have and you're dealing with these problems and you finally manage to uh, path everything through and uh, the pleasant moment that pleasant moment when you achieve the goal is everything i'd say thank you i was gonna ask you whether you set goals based on process like i will write two poems every day for like one month or whatever? Or do you set outcome goals that often we cannot control? But it seems to me, and please correct me if this is wrong, and I will explain my understanding, that for you, goal setting and achieving goals is not about the goals themselves, although they are important. It's about expressing, stretching, discovering different parts of who you are so you're learning about yourself through these experiences outside of your comfort zone. Is this correct? Yeah, it's absolutely correct. And I'd say I would add to your um, answer, to your question, to your answer, yeah, uh, that uh, it's more about the path it's more about my way to the goal. Uh, this is what is interesting. All these hedges, all these um, interesting people you meet and need to communicate, all these thinking processes. Uh, that is what is interesting and that is what is making you actually happy and uh, you are exposing yourself through these things and the moment of achieving the goal it's like uh, i mean five minutes of happiness and then you're like well what am i gonna do now and um yeah, and talking about your um, question about goal setting. No, about the poetry, I wouldn't say that I would set the goal like two poems each month because uh, I could not force myself to create something beautiful. Forcing and creating something beautiful, it's like a different things. Um, it's more, more about creating something beautiful. It's more about something spontaneous and uh, something romantic, I 
I guess. Uh, and about um, another type of goal setting, like, okay, I need to make um, my profit next month higher than this one to get something that and that like a phone I guess or just buy my mom a gift uh, so I'll do that I'll work harder I'll work two hours more or I would find a person who can do this and that for me so uh, yeah this is a little bit different thank you it seems to me too that you're someone who feels emotions deeply, who you sense people and their energy, and it intertwines and intermixes with your energy and gives you a charge and passion and an inf infusion of inspiration. Is this correct? Yeah, you're absolutely correct. Then I will ask you about two things. One, a lot of the Ukrainian girls say two things about themselves, but maybe you're different. One is that they have a bitch face. <laughs> so especially when they went to the US. <laughs> yes, people will tell them, why are you so angry all the time? And she'll be like, I'm happy. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so about this first, can you speak about this? Oh, of course I can speak about this. Uh, yeah, we have this kind of stereotype uh, about beautiful girls in Ukraine when they're like sitting in the cafe with their laptop on and they're like, it, I'm describing myself right now, <laughs> and they're like typing something on their computer and like all concentrated in their work. And then somebody calls and you're like talking like blah, blah, blah with serious face and somebody is observing you from the side and like uh, telling uh, somebody next to him like, oh, whoa, she's probably such a bitch, I guess. She's uh, so flossy. She's so... Um, I don't know how to say bougie, I guess. Um, and then when it comes to the part when we get to know each other closer in process of working or in process of communicating in some at some party, I guess, or at some kind of event, and they like, whoa, you are so nice. I wouldn't say that from the first look. Like, you just need to talk to people to understand that they're nice and they're just... Do not be afraid to communicate with them. <laughs> Thank you. And what is your love language? Is it time? Is it words? Is it gifts? Is it um, like touch? And also, how do you deal with that? Because you feel emotion so deeply. Some Ukrainian girls will say, I need, if I like a guy romantically, that he touches me. So I feel his energy. I feel closer and that... We, he is my person, while others say we grew up in families without much hugs or kisses. So touch feels too intimate, too personal, and therefore they cannot handle it. It's uncomfortable. What's your perspective on this? Oh, well, uh, I've studied five languages thing for years. I'm actually so deep into psychology and I've read several books about it. So I, I for sure know what are my love languages. There is two of them on top. Of course, I speak all five of them, but two of them are on top, and I can explain uh, from where it's coming. 
first one is gifts, I'd say. And second one is, um, let me think, I forgot. Uh, it's it's, taught, it's uh, words and yeah, yeah. First one gifts, then words, then touches, then help. Uh, it's coming from my childhood because uh, it's like everywhere, like in every family, uh, you would observe a child, how he's raised. Uh, my family raised me by like giving me the world, giving me everything. Like they gave me, uh, they spoke with me in all five languages since I was a kid, it was gifts. I wanted the dress. They gave me the dress. I wanted love, patience with me. They gave me love and patience. They hugged me, touched me. So I can speak all of five languages of love. And I have no props with that. But I think that in every case, it's coming from the early childhood of a person. What do you think? I think a part of it is genetics and a part is early childhood because me personally for example I grew up where my personality was different from everybody whether those who raised me or around and then there was no specific reason for it except that I was born this way so I guess <laughs> it worked like that and therefore I'm becoming someone who believes more and more there are some people who are genetically born to be different so that they add some variety to the culture or to the place or whatever it is. And so I will ask even more about you because you spoke about gifts, about people's actions and all that. Have you ever felt, whether with friends or with guys, that instant chemistry where you feel you know this person for a long, long time, you feel instantly close and open and vulnerable and trusting and confident and electric and passion and all that? Or do you always need time and multiple meetings with anybody to open up, to observe their behaviors, their gestures, and all that? And it never happens that instant chemistry. Well, thank you for your question. Uh, first of all, I'd say that first variant of situation happening in my life, like uh, I feel all, all this fire and all of this connection from the first uh, sight. It was when I was younger, uh, when I was like 15, from 15 till 18, I guess. Then when I was growing up and helping my father to conduct his business and uh, talking to a lot of people's, uh, people and people's, yes, uh, to part and uh, I've observed a lot of different people's behavior. I'd say that I need some time uh, and some a uh, couple of meetings uh, to uh, deeply get into the person's vibe and person's understanding of a uh, any type of a relationship, whether it's friendship, whether it's uh, something like business connection, uh, whether it's romantic relationship. I still need to like examine the person, not the examine. Yeah, I need to find out the another synonym to this world, but just to explore, yeah, explore the person before I uh, get somebody close to me. Thank you. 
And if you were to describe your personality, or let's say your friends will talk about Kate and they will describe her to someone, what would they say about you? And does it match how you feel inside about who you truly are? Oh, (laughs) thanks. Uh, if my friends would, if my close friends, let's say that, uh, would describe me to a stranger, they would say that I'm energetic, that I'm funny, that I'm bright person. Um, for example, they would say she walks into the room and the room is full of light, full of energy and full of love. That is who she is. Or uh, to somebody, uh, they would describe me, oh, she is uh, like a businesswoman or something like that. She's so serious and she's so demanding to her colleagues and to her uh, co-workers. Uh, they would not be mistaken in both cases because that's who I am. It just depends uh, who sees me uh, in like different spheres like how they see me in different spheres and uh, they would not be wrong. It matches to my personality. It matches to all of the situation I've described. I love this so much, but also we have to speak about the situation in Ukraine, the war, the whole negative and horrible situation to you. How was that first day of war? How did you feel? Where were you and how did you deal with it? And how did this whole situation change you as a person? Thank you for your question. Uh, Well, uh, we're all living in war in Ukraine, a horrible war with terrorist country Russia. And uh, when it happened to the first day of the war, it was February 24th. I was heading from Alexandria to Kiev by train. I woke up uh, by, like, I woke up uh, and saw a lot of calls, missed calls on my phone. I was heading to Kiev to uh, get a new position in my company to start working for that position. I was so excited. I was going to see a lot of my friends. We had a meeting that day and in a few days I had a birthday. So I had a major plans. So my feelings were horrible at the moment I woke up and I found uh, find out that the war started. I uh See, so I go go to the uh, people in the train and I start ask them what's happening and they are running to the exit with their suitcases, uh, luggages, and they're jumping off the moving train. The train is rolling currently and uh, they 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 just jump off. And when I came to Kiev, I uh, heard missiles explosions i saw crowd running through the uh, main street the metro the subway was free to use and i managed to get home to pack my stuff pack my documents and move to the safer place but first days of war i was in kiev i was uh horrified first few hours and after i was just 
calm um, after the first siren I just pulled myself together and started to think what am I gonna do now uh, where is the closest volunteer organization I signed up for volunteering I was volunteering I was helping people we had a lot of people here in Alexandria when I came to Alexandria we hosted a lot of refugees from Kharkiv from uh, Mariupol uh, here we helped uh, a lot of people and then after I pulled myself together completely I realized that I need to start working more again. I need to start living my whole life. I need to start caring about my mental health and physical health. So I just uh, uh, became stronger, I guess. I survived in Kiev the first day in Kiev and I just managed to uh, right now, I managed to find uh, beautiful things in small details and enjoy every day that is given me uh, by God because I do not know if tomorrow will be happen to me, <laughs> I guess. Thank you, Kate. This was absolutely touching. And therefore, nowadays, can you share what you're working on, share how does yoga and meditation, which is what you mentioned, help you deal and improve and take care of your mental health? And are there any projects that you're working on that maybe some people can get involved with? Well, firstly, any volunteering project that people see, they can get involved in, just start doing something, help. Uh, like action is uh, the language of love, I guess, to the world. And uh, volunteering is helping me a lot going through this uh, painful uh, days of war in Ukraine because it's devastating. It's it's damaging in every, every I guess, for mental health, for physical health. Uh, so I maintain my mental and physical health by yoga, by meditation. I sing a lot. I like singing. I sing songs. I read literature. I uh, listen to the music, which is uh, which is calm, which is like uh, really uh, classic music, I guess I would say. I'm deeply into my work. I work as a translator and I work as a tracking manager and dispatcher and logistic company so i'm pretty busy i found myself in work i found myself in sports uh, also it's gym uh, and of course i found myself in family meetings which are so important nowadays uh, hugs uh, kisses with my loved ones with my grandma with my grandpa with my mother um, and the, those are things that I enjoy a lot. And, of course, something sweet. If I want to eat something sweet, I would eat it for sure. Because I don't know if I would have a chance to eat it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I understand exactly what you mean. I'm happy you're getting better mentally rather than bitter 
because it's a very, very hard situation. Thank you, Kate. This was my privilege, my honor, a wonderful conversation, and I wish you a great day. Thank you so much for having me here, Aziz. You are an amazing person, and thank you for this really great project and this opportunity for me to speak with you, to have this nice conversation, and I wish you all of the best. I wish you great success and have a great mood always, and thank you so much again, and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.